Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Common Sense American Podcast. And if you're new to the show, let me just explain very quickly that I try to give you the common sense angle on the world's most difficult topics. I don't say a lot that you don't already feel very often. I'm just putting it into words. Uh, it's, it's not something that comes to me that easily because I'm not a host and I'm not an orator. But let me tell you, there are so many people who feel the way I do and listen to the podcast and say, well, I'm glad somebody said it, that I just sort of keep doing it. And this week, I'm going to fixate on the president and the administration. I haven't really done that in a while. I've uh, gone after a variety of important topics and I've sort of avoided Biden for a while. Um, let me just say above. I'll preface this by saying I have never been big on dramatic or drastic reactions to situations. Uh, and impeachment is, of course, a very dramatic reaction. And unless you've got a mountain of evidence uh, that says we need to pursue this, then I don't, I, I'm really usually not in support of it. And I have not been one of the people calling to remove Biden immediately, especially just after he was elected. Uh, I was saying we need to be on the lookout for it because the man is obviously in a, a state of cognitive decline, as many doctors have already said. And his refusal to take a cognitive test, the very same test that Trump took, and the very uh, it's, it's a very simple test as far as anybody knows. His refusal to take it, it speaks volumes. But Beyond that, his general uh, reactions to uh, crowds and the public and his speeches and all of that has started to become painfully obvious. But now we're in a spot where the problems have mounted to a concerning level and in just the first year of, of Biden's tenure. Now, one could argue that there are numerous reasons for us to remove him. He has proven to be completely ineffective on a variety of, of fields. And to be honest, I can think of nothing that he's done that is worth anything. Um, and But to be more specific, I can't think of anything he's done that actually came as an original thought or idea from his own mind, because I don't think it's working. He's essentially a puppet president. He's basically just parroting what the left says. Uh, everything that comes out of his mouth very often runs counter to the ideas and policies that he uh, presented to the world decades ago. And that speaks to something very significant. It's a very significant shift. Prior to Biden being elected, I had done a show or a couple of shows where um, I said, look, he's probably the lesser of several evils on the Democrat side should he win. Uh, he's not, you know, he's not a Bernie Sanders. He's not an Elizabeth Warren. He's not a Beto. He's not a Buttigieg. He's, he's not a Kamala. He's He is sort of, you know, as moderate as I think we can hope to get. Again, based on, I was basing this on his record. I was basing this on his history in politics. And if you look at it and compare it to what he has done and said in the first year's presidency, they don't jive at all. This person is far more left than he has ever been, and suddenly. And if you combine that with his very clear uh, concerning decline, it's it's obvious that he's just there. There's a there's a group of people in control of, in Washington, and it's not him. Um, and you know, I, I have said in the past there are there's going to be mounting reasons to consider taking him out. We're going to have to consider the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Um, 
And people say, look, he needs to be gone for, for example, Afghanistan. He needs to be gone for the border. He needs to be gone for inflation. He needs to be gone for a number of these things. Now, I, it's, it's very clear to me, and I think to anybody who can read numbers, that the border crisis would not have happened without him. Um, and the instant he relaxed certain policies, the instant he stopped building the wall, the instant he uh, rescinded Remain in Mexico, uh, all of these things were working, and all of these things were putting numbers lower and lower. Borders, uh, border Authority officials had been saying for months that it was working, that we were finally getting a handle on the chaotic mess that is our border. But of course, uh, the Democrat regime being as insanely unrealistic and completely out of their minds as they are, and being completely racist because, again, I will repeat, they only care that uh, there's a certain race that's coming from the southern border. There's a bunch of white people coming in here causing all kinds of problems and jacking our criminal justice system out of its mind, uh, then, you know, they wouldn't have a problem closing down the border and putting all these rules in place. Uh, but now we're just not enforcing immigration law at all. Republicans put forward, um, I believe it was a dozen attorney generals, um, they want Mayorkas, uh, Chief Secretary of the Border, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, gone, saying that he's just completely dropped the ball on everything. He is no longer uh, upholding his oath to protect this country from enemies, foreign and domestic. They've gone after Biden several times last year for this. Of course, they're, they're never going to get it through because with the House and Senate control, you're, you're never going to get an impeachment vote through. Um, but they keep bringing it up and for good reason. Uh, the country is essentially being overrun. And the instant you say something like that, you're saddled with the racist moniker as well. Bottom line is it's true. And every single border authority official will tell you it's true. Um, there's just wide open sections of the border that people just wander through. We're not doing anywhere near the number of deportations we're doing, and yet the, the number of encounters has risen tri double, tripled in many cases. Um, and all of this is just causing massive problems. That is that enough is to is enough of a reason to consider getting rid of Biden right there. Um, you could you could also consider the the inflation the spiking inflation uh, largely because he desperately tried to tell everybody that it wasn't going to happen that all of that was conspiracy theory that it was overblown that there would be a small uh, spike and then it would start to come down again it's what they call temporary inflation and the White House at one point said we shouldn't have to worry about quote runaway inflation, which is exactly what we're seeing now. Um, Afghanistan was a complete debacle. They were not prepared. They did not have any conception of how fast that was going to happen. They admitted as such getting Americans out. The evacuation process was botched and chaotic. Um, all of these things contribute to a perception of a leader who is not a leader, who cannot do much of anything to protect this country or lead this country in any way. Forget the direction. He's not doing anything. He's not leading anything. And this leads me to now the number one reason uh, why I think we need to remove him immediately. It is. It actually now comes from the outside. It doesn't come from inside. With Russia invading Ukraine and... Now we're hearing rumors uh, that it's very possible, and this has been possible some time, that China will move on Taiwan and try and take Taiwan. Uh, and you factor in Afghanistan as well. We're talking major, major international flaps. Now you could say, you could argue that it's coincidence 
that in the first year, all these things are happening in the world, the first year of Biden's presidency. Uh, I don't believe in coincidences, at least not coincidences on this scale. The world has always reacted to who is in charge in the United States and acted accordingly. They uh, will see a new president come in. They will get the measure of him. Uh, he will go to meetings with world leaders and they will get an idea of where they stand because uh, the United States is still a power and still uh, can get in the way of other countries wanting to do things, many bad things. And love him or hate him, the bottom line is when Trump was president, the world was pretty quiet. Uh, they even calmed North Korea down, which is no easy feat. Russia didn't really do much of anything. Um, Trump himself said he had met with Putin many times, and, and the, the, the Ukraine issue had come up and frequently came up. And Trump said, you're not going to do that. Uh, we, we're just, that's just not going to happen. Um, and, you know, Putin would always say, okay, but, you know, it's something we're thinking about. And Trump would say, that's nice, but you're not going to do it. And he had met with Xi as well, President Xi of China, and said the same thing about Taiwan. He met with many, many world leaders. Uh, he was obviously a very vocal president. He was obviously a very uh, powerful president. Again, love him or hate him. He was a lightning rod. But he had this, uh, you know, sense of power. And, yeah, it was, I know people frown on America, rah, rah, you know, military power and all that, because we're now run by a bunch of spineless cowards. Um, and I am all for diplomacy. Diplomacy first above everything else. You know, a conflict should be the last resort. But to believe in such extreme childlike naivete that it will always work, that there will never be any cause to resort to anything else, that we don't have to be ready for anything else. Well, that's backfiring on us hugely now because other world leaders are noticing it and they're taking advantage. And again, it is not a coincidence that this is, you know, they, they've taken the measure of this guy. They've watched him fall asleep talking to other world leaders, literally in the chair. They've watched him bumble and stumble his way through, through speeches here. They've watched him do absolutely nothing, make no strong moves that of his own. And they know full well, especially when they see him being led around and being ordered off stage and on stage and which questions to ask and, and to receive and how to answer them. And it's, it's clear. It's clear to everybody he's a puppet, and it's clear to the world. And Putin has known this now for a little while, and goes, what are you going to do? We're not scared of this man. China is not scared of this man. North Korea is not scared of this man. The Taliban, obviously, was never scared of this man. And maybe Trump was a little erratic. Maybe you should be worried about him because, he, you know, you never know what he's going to do. You know, you piss him off, <laughs> drop a bomb on you, and you, you know, I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I'm saying it invokes at the very, at the bare minimum, a, a, a bit of fear, a little trepidation on the part of other countries, if not respect. And in this case, they know who's, who's in charge or rather not in charge. And they know the, uh, the completely feckless, useless Democrats uh, on Capitol Hill will do nothing. Uh, because they don't do anything. They don't believe in it. They don't believe in any form of force, regardless of the situation. They're actually treating the Taliban as freaking, like, trade-worthy allies at this point. Um, there have been lawsuits leveled against the administration for the millions and mi hundreds of millions of dollars that Biden has sent uh, Afghanistan in terms of refugee relief. It's insane because the reason those charities are suing is because they know their money 
is not going to the people of, of Afghanistan. It's going straight to the Taliban. Anybody who thinks the Taliban is going to distribute this money to the people that need it, that, again, that level of naivete is what's killing us. And the charities were suing for this. That, look, you can't, what you just handed hundreds of millions of dollars to our enemies, by the way, yes, they are. How many times do they publicly have to say it? And in the meantime, this money is not getting to the people who need it. Oh, and by the way, you did really nothing to, to stop this in the first place. And uh, the evacuation was, again, a mess. As pretty much every American military official has said in the, since it happened since last summer. There are high-ranking members of this government in every strata of Capitol Hill, on every strata of Capitol Hill, that is saying that Biden is useless that Biden is worse than useless, that he cannot react to things. His record on foreign relations and diplomacy was never good going into this. Now, as a doddering old man, uh, it's not good. And the reaction that we are seeing from the world is the reason he must be removed. This is why. It is not because of the um, amazing number of failures he has, he has suffered through in the first year here. I mean, that's reason enough to at least consider it. But... With the world going up in flames and falling apart, I believe it's in large part a reaction to us not having really a leader at all. And the rest of the world acknowledging it and taking advantage of it. And these pathetic little sanctions and Kamala over there warning and shaking her finger. But you know what? They're laughing at you. They're laughing at you because you are feckless and useless. They're laughing at you because they know you're not going to do anything. They didn't laugh at Trump. They might have been a little worried about him, but they didn't laugh at him because he would do things. And he might, if you put him back, he might do it again. And if you really listen to uh, what has Trump has said about his relations with foreign leaders and those leaders themselves, you can tell there is a very different tone in how they address the leadership now and the leadership then. They completely dismiss the current administration as being any source, any kind of stumbling block for them. They don't, they, they don't even care. And they're right not to care because we're not going to do anything. And with this emboldening comes an invasion. Comes China going, you know what, we're pro this is probably as good as time as any to go after Taiwan. This, you know, and everyone had said, well, uh, the Taliban planning to move and take over Afghanistan was happening uh, prior to Biden coming into office. That's, I'm sure that's probably true. Uh, but the intelligence that had come through uh, also was ignored largely by the Biden administration, as many of these military officials are saying. This is, again, another example of him failing to stand up to a certain challenge and react quickly enough. Uh, would Afghanistan have fallen if Trump was still in charge? I don't know. Maybe. But I can pretty much guarantee you the reaction would have been a little different. Uh, the, the, enti the entire uh, tone of that situation would have been very different. And I believe him when he says that this would not have happened. Inv uh, the invasion of, of Ukraine would not have happened with him in office. And China would not uh, be thinking about going against Taiwan. And he also reminds us that there were four years of pretty quiet behavior on the part of North Korea. Uh, and for the first time, uh, the U in a long time, the U.S. had actually made some strides in North Korea in terms of diplomacy. Something else that we're just flat out ignoring. 
Um, yes, you can say, oh, well, Trump's just a, you know, a bombastic uh, egoist and isn't into diplomacy and just sort of browbeating people into submission, which isn't true if you listen to the world leaders uh, and, how, and their reactions to him, uh, which, of course, were suppressed by the, by the media. Uh, they didn't want to... There, were, there was actually quite a bit of praise for Trump from many of the world leaders, but you know we didn't hear anything about that. Just like we're not hearing anything about these world leaders uh, talking about Biden as like a joke, because they are talking about him as a joke to their own media, something that we are not you know noticing or spreading across the internet. Of course not. Uh, but they are. If you look at some of their papers and uh, from their own countries, it, it, they really are. They're laughing at Biden. And they've been laughing at the entire administration and they feel free to do whatever they please. And they're kind of doing it. This reason is the reason why he's got to go. We have to, if we're going to be, uh, well, also, let me, let me also say one other thing. Um, you know, this, uh, the, the sanctions involving, that Germany put on Russia involving Nord Stream 2 and the gas line there. Um, and of course, Biden and Kamala admitting that we're going to have to pay more. America's going to have to pay more for gas. This is another reason. One of the first things they did is shut down the Keystone Pipeline. And one of the first things they did was basically gimp this nation's ability to produce uh, fossil fuels. And they continue to do so off of their green agenda, which I am all for saving the planet, as I've said a hundred times before. But they're doing this too quickly and in a way that is completely crippling this country. And for their ridiculous uh, political agenda. And if Trump was still in power, one of the things, at the bare minimum, even if Russia had invaded Ukraine, we would not have to worry about jack and gas prices. We would have had to worry about this whole time because he had made us energy independent for the first time in a very long time. He had made the United States energy independent on this. He had our, our uh, gas lines working. And by the way, for those of you, oh, gas lines bad for the environment, uh, blah, blah, blah. Why are you any better with us taking gas from overseas where it costs us more, puts everybody outside the country in far more positions of power, outranks us in that way? It's why we ended up having to go into Kuwait. It's why there was a desert storm in the first place. Why in God's name would we give these people that kind of power and control over our own energy when we can do it ourselves? That was Trump's uh, point all along, and he made great strides into becoming energy independent. And now, when this thing starts to happen, what do we do? Oh, gee, gas prices are going up. All of this is incompetence at a massive level. All for the sake of a left-wing agenda that has failed this country in every conceivable way. It's hitting everybody in their wallets now. I said from the start, they're not going to really respond to this until it starts to hit people in their wallets and, and affect their everyday lives. Well, it is now. And it's not only affecting our lives, it's affecting everybody everybody's lives in the world. Other citizens, the world's citizens, are paying for this man's incompetence. And for, again, a left-wing, uh, a far-left agenda that is just, it's, it's a mess. It's failing everywhere. It was never realistic. It was never designed to uh, allow this economy to flourish. It was only designed to browbeat uh, Americans into submission to accept the agenda, regardless of how much it cost us. You've got uh, places like New York demanding and saying that all new construction for, of, of like apartment buildings cannot be heated with fossil fuels. These people are idiots. You have experts screaming back going, you know, this is impossible. We can't do this. You have any idea how much it's going to cost to heat these buildings with electric? You know what it's going to cost the tenants? 
Oh, and by the way, the spiraling cost of rent in general, the spiraling cost of, of, of uh, cost of living is already nuts. You're going to make it more nuts because you're forcing the green agenda on everybody. Forget the fact that it's all the giant vehicles. It, it, it's the airplanes and the tankers and the boats and the trains and things like that that continue to pollute this environment in a way that people burning a little oil in their homes and a, and a tiny bit in their cars has no impact at all, especially with cars. Cars say run so freaking clean, it does nothing. We don't have smog in our cities anymore. This is all over-the-top insanity that is getting that it's the result of a political agenda being pushed in the face of scientific fact and common sense and now the world has realized that we've just departed from reality that all we care about is this political garbage that all we care about is social justice we don't care about protecting this country we don't care we seem to not care about protecting other countries as well because you know what the hell we're going to throw a few uh, sanctions down and make us look powerful <laughs> And Putin and Xi and the Taliban all going, yeah, okay, sure. We, you're, again, you're a joke. And this uh, eruption, this uh, unsettling instability that is being shown across the world is only going to get worse if Biden stays where he is. If this country cannot put out, cannot emit a stronger persona, a, a at least a sign that we have a real leader who's in his right mind, it doesn't really matter who it is, but anybody who's at least functional, then this is going to get worse. And the really bad part about this is, is that I don't see Biden lasting three years. He won't be impeached, but I don't think his, his brain won't make it. He won't make it. It's getting really, it's, it, the, the snowball's going. It's, it's getting worse. And obviously, uh, Harris is behind him, and she's even worse. Now, I envision it as that he has to be, Biden has to be removed from the 25th Amendment, or something bad happens to him, he's a stroke or something, and Harris gets in there. She might actually be in peace because she's so bad that y you really might have smoking craters, not only in other parts of the world, but in this country before she's done. So this is the situation that faces us. This is why Biden's got to go right now. And this is what happens when, when, you, when you allow a political agenda to override everything else. And the world is taking advantage. It is the world's reaction that has now convinced me and many others that we do not have a president uh, and that we have sort of like a little cabal that is just pushing their own crap and has never, ever put Americans' real interest at heart from the beginning. And now everyone's going to pay for it, not just us. So, take from that what you will. Um, uh, they're talking about a major red wave hitting for the midterm elections and, you know, the House... Uh, could very well flip. Uh, Republicans only need a net gain of five seats. They need a net gain of one seat in the Senate. Uh, if that happens, you might start seeing some pins start to fall. They want Pelosi out. She says she's going to run again. She wants to be back uh, at least up until January 2023. But if the GOP flips the House, they might just get rid of her. Um, and, you know, Biden could be next. 
uh, he, he, he's, his approval ratings are already in the toilet. You can't get much lower, but again, at this point, we're going to have to start making some changes because it's not just us now that's paying uh, the price, but the world is going to pay the price as well. Um, so that's it uh, for me. I appreciate you listening as always. Um, and hopefully I will be back again next week, maybe with a different topic. I don't know what. Uh, the idea of Trump being president again, I've never really liked that idea. Um, but, you know, maybe we can talk about it again. Um, until then, I uh, hope you have a good week. And I'll see you again next time. Thank you.